You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 120. It is our uh, Money in the Bank 2017 preview show, among other things. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. We are here to preview Money in the Bank 2017. We'll talk a little bit of New Japan, since that's actually probably the most topical stuff uh, of this week in wrestling. And I guess, but uh, we primarily uh, talk WWE here, and uh, we preview and recap pay-per-view shows and things like that. And I think to call Money in the Bank 2017 a pay-per-view um, or an event or a happening, as Gorilla Monsoon used to say, of any kind is a little bit of an insult to that word. Uh, this show, <laughs> this show, Liam. We are talking a little bit before we went on the air about the state of SmackDown right now, and uh, uh, that's kind of on full display here. Yeah, I just, I think the show... The one thing SmackDown has going for it right now is that it's two hours. Um, if uh, you know, I think Raw lately has been a pretty watchable show. Um, obviously, the Joe and Brock stuff's cool, and I think some of the undercard programs are a lot more interesting than your average WWE mid-card fodder. Um, but on SmackDown, it's like, okay, uh, you know, I, I want the Brizongo are really funny, so I always watch their three-minute vignette that they get to shoot every week. And then, you know, I, I will probably seek out anything that AJ Styles and or Shinsuke Nakamura will do. But outside of that, like, I don't, I don't feel particularly compelled to watch the show every week. Uh, I don't think they're doing a particularly good job of uh, making, making a show, which, I mean, I mean, even six months ago, everybody loved SmackDown. You know, when you had, like, Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles, and that was it, somehow that show was still better than what we got now, despite technically having, I guess, more talent on the show. But, yeah, I SmackDown as a whole lately, um, too much Shane McMahon, too much Jinder Mahal. Uh, and just, it just feels like everything on that show... It's, I mean, even even the guys I like, even the, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it just feels like everybody's spinning their wheels, and it, it feels like it feels like a December, like it feels like we're in December. You know that month, you know, the the month and a half or so when WWE just punts leading up to the Royal Rumble build. Yeah, like it feels like feels like we've been in that mode for you know two months now, ever since the the not draft draft. So yeah, SmackDown as a whole is in, is in a little bit of a rut. I think it doesn't help that they've chosen to go with so many multi-person matches on both shows, and it's kind of creatively. It's like they're not even doing anything creative um, with that giant creative team that they have. They're just mixing and matching the baby faces and heels against each other every week and, that are in these multi-person matches. Um, we saw it on Raw with the five way before Extreme Rules, and then it's kind of standard, but they do that before Money in the Bank, and Again, plenty of that this year. So it's not even it's not even um, everything. I agree with everything that you said. It's it's totally missable television. Not only that, it's I think part of well, I think part of the reason that that it's missable is creatively they're not doing a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, 
particularly on SmackDown and Raw, at least you get the you know you get the mystery storylines there with the Enzo and Cass thing and the Kurt Angle deal, and they're at least maybe trying. Uh, they're writing a little bit, but still, that's you know two little storyline threads in a three-hour show, whereas SmackDown uh, two hours and uh, just just mixing and matching. That seems that seems to be the deal there. Uh, shall we preview this card? Well, if we must, I think that is our job. So yes, we should do that. Naomi will be defending the SmackDown Women's Championship oh. against Lana in a singles match. I have a legitimate question. Do you think Lana has had more than five? singles matches in her life? Mm, I know she works those... She's been working, like, the Florida Loop NXT house shows against, like, Aaliyah and those type of uh, females. So she's working, you know, performance center matches with performance center talent. Uh, And and now she's on pay-per-view wrestling for her brand's women's championship. (laughs) She sure is. Uh, she gonna she gonna wrestle in that dress? Uh, um, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pro- I I hope not. Uh, the only other match I can remember where someone wrestled in an evening gown was when uh, Booker T's wife wrestled the girl from Survivor in TNA. Uh. one of the many things that was horrible about that match was that uh, Charmel was wearing like wrestling boots and just like an evening gown. For like no no explained reason, as with most things that involved TNA and Vince Russo, not not really any apparent reason as to why it happened that way. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I hope nobody gets hurt. <laughs> I, I I don't know why they felt like they got a. I feel like maybe it's just they figured they just did the thing with gender where it was a nobody who suddenly got the title match and then won. So maybe everybody will just assume that Lana's going to win the belt now because it doesn't matter what you've done before anymore. Um, I I don't know. Maybe that's – I mean, nobody's going to boo Lana, right? Like, that's very clear after the last couple of weeks. Yeah, oh, poor Naomi. She just seems like the nicest person, but they don't, they don't really give – they don't give her a lot as far as actually developing a character. She's just a nice person. Yeah, they don't care. Um, and they, they very clearly want Lana to be like their, I guess their Sable type character, whatever. But like, how do you do that character in in like a PG, like how do you do that character in a PG type of world? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm not advocating. I'm not necessarily advocating for or against doing it. Uh, I just don't understand. Like, I don't. I don't have. I just. I think it's just. It's just weird. It's weird to do that, and it seems like her type of character. And if they had gone through with the Emelina stuff, it's like those two characters. When like every other woman on the show is now a legitimate athlete, and they're all you know they're all superstars. You know, Lana's character seems very diva-ish, and I I don't blame her for that. She's just doing what I'm sure. Maybe she had some input, but I'm guessing. You know, I'm guessing she didn't come up with come up with the character for herself. So all she can do is, you know, try to do her best, but it does seem like it's, it's a step backwards from where they've been going over the last uh, two or three years. The Usos will be defending the uh, SmackDown tag titles against the new day. The new day have returned. And uh, 
you see this as the start of the new day get new day getting the titles and maybe feuding with those there fashion police even though i guess they're both baby faces i'm not sure entirely i'm not entirely clear on that um or do you think the new day chase the uses a little bit here um yeah i could just see the uh, new day winning uh, I feel like the Usos have had the belts for a while, or at least a while in what is modern time. Uh, what you know, modern wrestling, what feels like a while. Um, yeah, I mean, the idea, the whole, the I guess that's the closest thing to the to like an actual mystery angle is that people keep either jumping or you know surprising Prizongo. So I guess you could try to, t- you could probably turn the new day. I mean, they sell so much merch. I would not want to be turned if I was those guys. Because if you you know you listen to anybody, I mean, Punk always talked about that in in his famous podcast called Cabana about how he really didn't want to turn heel because he knew that would mean he would sell a lot less merchandise, and those guys tend to sell a lot of merchandise. So if I were them, I would try to resist the uh, the push to turn heel for as long as possible. But uh, we'll we'll see. Um, You've also got Zack Ryder's back, and it appears they are putting him and Mojo back together. So, could potentially have the Usos retain and then do something with them down the line. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I I, th- I I guess I would predict the New Day win here, but we'll see. I would agree with you. Uh, the first ever uh, women's smack uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match: Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Carmella. Oof. Carmella being in this match legitimately terrifies me. And, um, but I think actually she's my pick to win. Uh, what do you think? Oh God. I, I really haven't thought about who's going to win this match. Um, I mean, that, <laughs> that probably makes sense just because I mean like Becky and Charlotte and Natty, Natty, uh, Natty, Lonnie Donigan. Um, <laughs> They, I mean, those you can always just put them. J- Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Uh, like any of those three can probably just, you can just put them in a title match and have them win the title. You don't really need to build them for anything. Um, and I could see them trying to, but Carmella is kind of really hasn't been portrayed as any kind of serious threat to anybody. I mean, I remember, I remember her losing to Nikki Bella a bunch of times, but uh, so yeah, I could see them giving it to, uh, Carmella, I guess. I don't... For the sake of uh, doing something different, they've had Tamina pin Naomi on like three shows in the last few weeks, so maybe maybe Tamina will win it. I don't know. Just for the sake of having a different prediction, let's say my pick is Tamina. The WWE champion Jinder Mahal will be defending uh, his title against Randy Orton in Randy's hometown. Do you have a prediction on whether or not Randy (laughs) wins the title in his hometown? It's time to cut bait, man. You've got to change the title back. Like, it's over, man. We tried. He's no good. Crowd really doesn't care that much. It didn't make him a star. He's got one T-shirt, and I'm not even sure that T-shirt is available on the WWE India shop yet. <laughs> like, I, it's like, no, just it's time to pull the plug. Like, that's what I would do. Uh, I mean, I could see them holding off. They did announce that Cena's coming back on July the 4th. Uh, I could see Jinder keeping it and then dropping it to Cena on that show. Um, mm. it, would be a rare, it would be a rare time where WWE didn't just completely give up on a holiday. But, be, st- uh, be straight out of the 1993, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, Lex, the Lex Express angle. Yeah, just shoot some vignettes. Cena going around filming this TV show, talking about how he loves America. And then you, you build it up, and like two or three weeks out, you have gender or like the next SmackDown. Just have him say, hey, you know what? I know John Cena's coming back. Guess what? I'm going to challenge him, and I'm going to beat him in America on July 4th. And then Cena comes back and wins the title, and everybody's happy. And I'll be the most happy because Jinder Mahal won't be champion anymore. That's I what I would do anyway. I think Jinder's keeping it, though. Like forever? I think like at least through SummerSlam. I mean, I don't... <sighs> I don't I don't have any uh, scoops on that. I'm just... It just seems like an, an awful big commitment that they've made to cut bait after like 45 days. But like the ratings have steadily dropped. I understand you can't really blame that all on him, but it wouldn't be the first time that they panicked because the rating dropped. That's fair. That's fair. Look, I'm not, look, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying. I, I know. <laughs> just saying we're both, we're both speaking logically from, from different points of view. <laughs> um, Depending on your perspective, the main event of this show, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles versus the lone wolf Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus the show-off Dolph Ziggler versus Shinsuke Nakamura uh, for the Money in the Bank uh, contract. Um, I don't have a read here. Uh, I think I did maybe three weeks ago or so. I thought, uh, I think, I don't remember if I picked Sammy or Corbin. I think I picked Sammy. Uh, do you have a pick for Money in the Bank? Um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, it seems pretty clear again, nobody else in this match besides Sammy or Corbin really seems to need the elevation. Um, so it's probably one of those two guys. They've had Corbin stand tall a lot, although he did also do like a couple of pinfall jobs to Sammy. So, uh, I mean, if it's the classic WWE 50, 50, the guy who loses a bunch leading up to the show, um, generally, generally, you know, is the one that wins at the pay per view. So yeah, it's probably either Sammy or Corbin. Just for the sake of it, I'll go with Corbin. Um, but just because you know, at the end of the day, they love tall guys. So never a bad idea to pick the tallest guy in a match if you don't really have a good feeling for who's going to win. Excellent, excellent point. Um, well, that's Money in the Bank. That is this coming Sunday on WWE Network and pay per view if you're still living in the 90s. And uh, what did you? Or th- like I guess the, the only South thing worth- where there's no internet. True, true. The only thing worth talking about on Raw this week, in my view, other than the continued botching of Bailey, but I'm too depressed to talk about that. Um, <laughs> is the, the pull apart between Brock and Samoa Joe. You called it. Uh, you called it. You had the scoop on that on this show last week. What did you think of the pull apart between Brock and Samoan Joe? And are you happy? Uh, or are you look, still still looking forward to that match? I definitely am. Um, I like that they did it. Like I said, obviously, I suggested that's what they should do. Um, I like that they're presenting Joe as a legitimate threat to Brock. It's not so. Hopefully, the match won't just be, you know, Joe gets suplexed a, a bunch and then loses. Um, so yeah, I was happy. I, I guess, I mean, I love that, uh, the Brock and Undertaker pull apart they did, or they did one with Brock and Cena a few years ago. And it would be like, Brock would just like keep breaking out of people, whoever's holding it back and like jump onto the pile to try to get at whoever he's fighting. 
So it wasn't quite as wild or ferocious as the last couple Brock uh, pull-aparts, I thought, but still really good. And, you know, they got Joe kind of standing, they had Joe knock him down a couple times, kind of, you know, very subtly, just kind of, not really subtly, just to tell you, hey, you know, this guy's legit, uh, you know, legit badass, as opposed to all the unlegit badasses on the show. Um, so, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and, yeah, uh, like I said, I really like some of the Raw undercard stuff right now. Uh, I'm a gigantic fan. I tweet about it every week. Goldust and R-Truth just cutting promos on each other every week is great. Uh, really enjoy the Titus O'Neil stuff with, uh, with Apollo Crews and now with uh, Akira Tozawa. Um, especially if it gets Tozawa out of 205 Live. Uh, I think that would be great for yeah. him because he's awesome. Um, and I also like, I like the Enzo and Cass stuff. And now they've involved Big Show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's most interesting a Big Show storyline has been for me in a while. So, And then you got the Kurt Angle stuff, which is obviously meant to be a big injury, uh, big mystery angel, angle, uh, no pun intended. And theoretically, I guess, according to Dave Meltzer, we're, we're getting Triple H and Kurt Angle somewhere down the line. So, I mean, is this another sting? Uh where the the legend comes back and loses to the mighty king of kings like are, are is, is kurt doing the job ski here i mm, i'm not gonna bet against triple h uh, ever um <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know uh yeah i think kurt yeah maybe kurt doesn't want to be on the road uh i mean it's only you know but maybe he doesn't want to be on the road uh, all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and Hunter and Steph have been off TV for what, a whole two months now. So I'm sure they're itching to get back, even if that's, you know, the build for SummerSlam or whatever. I'm sure they're itching to get back. Um, I mean, they're booked as the only stars on the show, and the ratings have gone in the tank. So <laughs> uh, they have. And the, the, they have... and the NBA and NHL playoffs are over now. Yep. So they want to get back on TV before football starts in September, I'm sure. So there's that. Um, the other big news of the week: the New Japan uh, Dominion show was over this past weekend. I have not seen Okada and Omega yet, but it's getting rave reviews. And New Japan is coming to the United States. They're really curious about this global expansion, and they're running shows in Long Beach, California on July 1st and July 2nd. And Liam, what are your thoughts? Uh, we don't in Japan here, but it's, it's talk of the wrestling world. And uh, what are your thoughts? Any thoughts on uh, Dominion or on uh, New Japan running in the United States in July? Yeah, I also have only seen uh, some clips here and there of the, uh, of the Dominion show. Heard the, uh, the Young Bucks and, and Rapongi Vice match is really good. Um, and of course, the the main event, the sixty minute draw. Um, I believe the last time, uh, like a high profile sixty minute draw, you were in attendance. It was Jay Lethal and somebody, right? It was Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong. And didn't you? I think that was like the worst match of twenty fifteen, according to you. If I remember oh, right, I hated but... it. I hated it. I just wanted to go home. It was like eleven forty five on a Friday night in a hot <laughs> hot building in the middle of summer that wasn't air conditioned. I just had to get out of there, and they would not go home. <laughs> 
So, yeah, 60-minute draws are tough. And that first Omega and Okada match uh, from earlier this year was plenty long for me. Um, so I don't know about if going another 15 minutes. I'm sure it's great. I'm, not, I'm certainly not questioning the athletic uh, portion of the match. I'm sure it's very well done. Uh, but I will, I will venture to see it. Um, and I heard the, uh, the Naito and uh, Tanahashi match which uh, I, I don't mean to speak blasphemy, but I watched the Tanahashi and Naito match from, from that Tokyo Dome show. I thought it was better than Omega and Okada. Mm. Is that, are the wrestling gods going to strike me down? Dave Meltzer might, but I mean, it's not a prevailing opinion, but I've seen maybe one or two other people online say the same thing. I don't think you're crazy. Okay. But uh, so I will probably try to check, track that match down as well. Um, but yeah, as far as these uh, these uh, July uh, Long Beach shows, uh, the top as far as they're, they're crowning the first ever New Japan United States Championship. Um, so I guess the tournament will take place over those two days. But uh, the two more interesting matches, or at least for I think for your your cas- your more casual New Japan fan, if there is such a thing, uh, like the two of us. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is defending that Intercontinental title of theirs against one William Gunn. Billy? Billy Billy, Gunn? Billy William Gunn. Uh, 50, like 53 years old or something. Uh, last, scene, last time I saw him, he was like in a tag team with Yoshitatsu in New Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still is or not. Um, and like... Like, the argument that I read was, like, well, they wanted to pick a big American star, and he's, like, a big star from a long time ago in America. It's, like, the tickets sold out, like, in, like, nine minutes without any card announced. So the idea of, like, oh, well, now we have to put, like, what is Billy Gunn doing on this show? And certainly what is Billy Gunn doing on this? Like, if you want to put him on the show great you know there's undercard spots put him in the tournament have him lose to somebody in the first round but uh i i I don't what what the hell is billy gunn doing on this show in like the number two or number three match of the weekend i can't i can't book uh i can't fantasy book that one i'm not sure um i will say i was i thought billy gunn was shockingly good when he and uh road dog had that last little nostalgia run in wwe that is over three years ago now <laughs> um and i haven't seen any billy gunn since then um so i don't know what he's doing on the indies here but uh, other than apparently a lot of uh, uh chemicals but <laughs> um i don't hate the, i don't have the same visceral hatred for this that you do or that uh a lot of the I, I don't even think it's hatred. I'm just—it's just confusion. I can't—I can't explain the inexplicable. Um, <laughs> I, I guess they think Billy will be safe and easy because Tanahashi has a torn uh, bicep too. Like he shouldn't even be working right now. And he—I I mean, Billy's fundamentals looked very solid to me three years ago. I mean, say <laughs> say what you will. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to throw. I'm trying to throw the guy bone here because I don't hate Billy Gunn. I, again, don't hate him. Just don't know what he's doing here. That's fair. Um, and then the the main, I guess the the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match is uh, Kazuchika Okada and 
one Cody Rhodes, who by then will probably also be Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, I believe that's... his match with Daniels is coming up. Uh, will be between this show's airing and those New Japan shows beginning in July. Um, so the idea, I mean, the ROH, the ROH champion going against the uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. I guess that's that's interesting. And I guess there was some stuff. Again, I only saw it in clips and and read recaps. But I guess Cody was pretty heavily involved at ringside in the uh, Okada Omega rematch from the other night. So I guess they kind of have set it up. And if the idea is, you know, Okada has been this great fighting champion who's had all these matches, all these grueling, you know, matches. And now this, this darn, this undeserving Cody Rhodes is going to come in and pick the bones. That's, that seems like a perfectly fine story to me. So yeah, I maybe have the reverse of what a lot of people, like, I, I, uh, I mean, we've talked before. I don't think Cody Rhodes is like a big superstar, like necessarily WWE, uh, like missed out on him, but I've become kind of a pretty big fan of his, his character is basically this soft WWE guy who had everything handed to him because of his last name. And damn it, he doesn't deserve to be on these indies with these top guys. Like you don't deserve to be in the ring with Okada or Jay Lethal or Christopher Daniels or any other guys that he's wrestled over the last uh, six months or so. And I am, I am kind of a fan. Like, I think there's like a kind of legitimate heat as much, you know, a legitimate good heat as you can get out of like that type of audience at this point. I think Cody Rhodes is like one of the last good heels in wrestling at this point. Um, at least as far as in, as far as indie wrestling goes, so I'm kind of perversely excited to see that. And if the idea is that like Cody backdoors his way into being the champion of both ROH and Ida, and uh, New Japan, and then you maybe turn Kenny Omega babyface or something out of that, um, I I mean I mean the rest of those Bullet Club guys are pretty practically babyfaces anyway. I mean Young Bucks are you know the biggest <laughs> have set some of the biggest houses along with the Hardys helping them out, set some of the biggest houses Ring of Honor's ever had this past year. So, um, yeah, I feel like you can do a lot with Cody being in that spot. And I, I really enjoy the idea of he doesn't deserve to even be in the ring with these top guys. I think that's fun, and I think that's kind of, uh, that's kind of rare in this day and age. Pretty sure there's audio on this show from about six months ago of you ripping on Cody. Oh, I mean, I, I said it at the start. Like, I don't necessarily think that, like, regular Cody Rhodes is, like, your next top babyface superstar. I, I have not – I'm not changing my tune on that. But, yeah, it's possible at the start of his run, I maybe just didn't pick up on what exactly he was doing. Um, like, I don't know if the match is going to be great, but I think as a story, Cody being, like, that guy – is that yeah? Look, I'll cop to it. If I if I said like I hate Cody Rhodes and I never want him to wrestle for the <laughs> IWGP title, I was wrong. I'm really enjoying this as a storyline, and I think it could be fun. So I'll, we'll, we'll throw that and a rare Liam was wrong on this show. I am very rarely wrong, but I am a great <laughs> man of honor, and I will admit when I am. If I was, I'm not sure that I was, but let's say just for the sake of argument that I was, I wasn't. But you know what? We're just going to say Liam was wrong on that one, and I, I'm, I'm a-okay with Cody Rhodes. Still don't think he's a great wrestler, but or uh, like a superstar, but I think his gimmick is working very well. Is that fair? More than fair. 
my humility is one of my traits that I'm most proud of. <laughs> All right. Uh, we covered a lot this week, and uh, we will be back next week with a new show, even though I'll be on an island in the middle of the Supergoat. So, until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back next week with more stories from the wrestling life. Farewell. Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Uh, I haven't watched WWE television in, in three weeks. Uh, Extreme Rules is good, the only, good choice. <laughs> Extreme Rules is the only show I've seen in three. Actually, weeks. Raw's been fine. Raw's like it's too long. Like it'll always be too long, but it's been fine. Um, I think these would be a bunch of really good two-hour shows that are now a bunch of okay three-hour shows. But <laughs> like Raw's been fine. I like I can barely get through SmackDown. Like I watch the fashion files every week and I watch and I try to watch whatever AJ Styles does. Right. And I get, and Nakamura maybe. And then like, that's, that's kind of it. I don't like, I don't care about it. I mean, there's not really anybody else on the show anyway. I mean, I like uh-huh. Sammy's, I like Sammy a lot, obviously, but you know, they're never going to do anything with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like SmackDown to me is like, as much, if not more, of a chore to get through than Raw is most weeks. So, all right. Um, 
I I don't know. Shane McMahon doing Shane McMahon stuff all over that show. Yeah. Lack of Daniel Bryan. I I don't watch Talking Smack anymore because Daniel Bryan's never coming back, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, Renee was, uh, just from judging from GIFs and tweets, it looks like Renee was so good on this week's Talking Smack that, like, I might have to watch it. But it's the mm-hmm. first time first time I've even considered watching Talking Smack since Brian uh, has been off. Yeah, I've watched, like, I watched, it kind of depends on the guest. Again, if, like, Owens is on it, Owens is usually funny on those types of shows, so I'll, I'll watch it. But if her guests are, like, Naomi and... I don't know. A sec- Ty Dillinger. I'm not going to, you know, rush out of my way to watch it. All right. Well, maybe we can this is probably segue or, you know, filler material for the actual episode. So, shall we begin? I try to keep on keeping on. 